Santos. What's up, everyone? Hold on, I got music. You know who else doesn't like stress? Ben Simmons doesn't like stress. Happy welcome, welcome to an explosive edition. Thirsty, thirsty Thursday, trade Thursday, NBA trade deadline Thursday, my exciting day of the year. Baseball trade deadline doesn't do it for me. NHL trade line deadline, NFL, one day of the year, February 10th. I don't know if it's always February 10th, but this year it is February 10th. So cool. Some, so I, I have this thought, and I'd love to get the feedback from the panel here. The NBA season seems something seems off. Did we start earlier than usual? Because there's only 20 something games left, and they haven't even played the damn all-star game yet. Yeah. So the thing is that everyone misunderstands. They think that the all-star game is at the halfway point of the season, but by February, the season is already 50 games over. So uh, the end of the season, the regular season, I think is probably what the second week of April. So uh, yeah. Second, third week, April. Yeah. So playoffs are already starting by the end of April. So it is, it does make sense. I realized that a couple of years ago, um, I had been watching on, I don't know if you guys who watched on NBA TV, some of the old all-star games from the 80s, how different they were and how competitive they were. I was watching the 86 one yesterday and it was awesome. It was awesome. Because that was actually, yeah. Was that, the, was that the Jordan freeze out years when Isaiah got all pissy that he, he froze out Jordan? Well, Jordan was actually injured that year. And oh, remember he didn't, so foot, he wasn't, right? yeah, so he had the foot. So he wasn't in that game because I realized that pretty quickly that he actually wasn't in that game. Um, I know that uh, even they had had it down in Dallas that year uh, at Reunion Arena. So it was, it was really cool. I miss the 80s uh, All-Star games. Uh, they, I don't like it how they take the one player and they make it versus the two best vote getters. I just, I don't like it, so. It's like a yeah, park I, pickup game now. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say, B? It's like a park pickup game now. Like you get yeah. the two best that the first ten to get there, you determine who the two best players are, and then they take the picks. It's garbage. Yeah. But even they, in the '90s, man, the All Star games still meant something. They were right. still entertaining. It wasn't until like the turn of the decades, and you know, like I was watching an old clip where Jordan and Kobe were just going at each other, and I, I mean, like. It was good, and then it's just this new generation of players. It's all about the showcase and the, you know, like the the Twitter highlights and the ESPN highlights, and that's what it's about. And so, I, watch. I'll bet. I'll bet you somebody's going to be like live tweeting from the game or something like that. You know, from the bench. I, I think that's what we're we're like. You know, a year away from that. And I don't really. I was gonna, okay, go. I'm sorry. No, you got to left. You got it. I was going to say, when did we get away from the East-West format, which I actually really liked a lot because then in that case, you did have Jordan going against Kobe Bryant. And I think the, the East and West are actually sort of even right now with regards to the stars, uh, maybe a little more in the West, but I mean, you do have Andrew Wiggins got picked by the, you know, so I, I don't think Andrew Wiggins as an all-star. So, I mean, I think the East and West are quite even right now. So 
I, that would be fun, man. I'd love to go back to the East and West. And I, I feel like, like all the, all the all-star, like the NFL pro bowl is a joke. Major league baseball. That's pretty good. People come out and, you know, pitchers still yeah. throw as hard as they can for an inning. They go an inning. I think that's still pretty interesting. I do think the NBA all-star game is probably the second most entertaining, but it's gone to a place like the NHL all-star game used to be pretty fun too. But now like all these games are just like either guys that are so worried about looking bad or, or guys that are so worried about getting hurt or they're half-assing it or they don't really want to play. And even the pro bowl, did you see Dion came out and was like, man, back in my day, like this is from Dion who didn't like to tackle, but back in my day, he's like, we went all out during the pro bowl. And now these guys are playing two hand touch. Yeah. I'll never forget Sean. I can't remember who Sean Taylor laid out, but <laughs> whoo, that's how you're supposed to play football. Yeah. <laughs> they they actually had two All Star games in in Las Vegas the same weekend, which they had the they had the NHL right, and then they right. had and then they had the NFL the same weekend. And Las Vegas is the only place in the world that could care less that you had two all-star games of two professional leagues in the same city at the same time. Um, There's still plenty to do in that city. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Alvin Kamara found some bad things to get into and he and his boys like beat the hell out of some, I don't know the whole story. I just know that they were arrested. I don't know the facts to say what he did or what he didn't do, but uh, I know that he and a couple of his buddies gotten a, a brawl. It sounds like they kicked this guy's ass. I don't know if it was one guy, two guys, however many, but it was one dude and he looked like the, he looked like the bad end of a monkey's bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ross, I'm Eric and Ross is here as usually as usual. And then we we've got our rating scatter. When we, we when we need to drive ratings, uh, we bring in Barry. Because Barry, I mean, it's amazing, Barry. I mean, you've got the connections, man. As they said in the Transformers movie, you've got the touch. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, and we've got a big show. There's two things that I think, well, I, I'd love to cover the NBA trade deadline and then maybe do a little bit of Super Bowl, um, but really heavy NBA uh, trade deadline. Um, more specifically, the Sixers, um, the year, well, I guess it's July or June, the Simmons saga, the Ben Simmons saga, the wandering man from Australia is finally over. He's no longer a sixer. And I know there's a lot of controversy going to be here on this show because I've say I've seen the I've seen the, the uh, comments going back and forth between the three of us today. Um, some of us felt that uh, the Sixers <laughs> got stolen, which you know they got really killed in this deal. I strongly disagree, um, but I definitely want to lay the uh, let the let let the magic begin here uh, let any you know guys go go at it here well let's let's do it this way I, I feel like you know the three of us have been texting a lot back and forth and my like fingers are tired from it so Lev, <laughs> like here here's what I think is best because I think we all know where we stand right and yeah. so Lev, why don't you go out and you've been and I haven't texted as much yeah yeah Right, right. You don't text. I, I know you're still figuring out technology and, and, and how to insert pictures into text. It's really yeah. Yeah. But, uh But what I want to say is the majority of people in the greater, uh, I would say, Philadelphia, Delaware, New Jersey, South Jersey area 
are in favor of this deal. Yes. And yes. I would say that I can speak for myself. I'll let Barry speak for himself. I am not. I hate this deal. Uh, uh, I, I really don't like this deal. I, I don't like it at all. Lev, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I want, I would love for you to share right. your perspective. I have a lot to say. I know we all have a lot to say. So Lev, you, you kick it off since you're the optimist all of a sudden. All right. Ben Simmons wasn't going to play for you at all. So you, you took him off the team. You were going to get nothing from him for the remainder of the year going forward. You brought in James Harden. That's one plus. Paul Millsap is, I mean, let's be honest. Paul Millsap is not going to give you much for this team. Um, so that's an issue. So you gave up Ben Simmons. You gave up two number one picks, which are going to be very low, very low in the pecking order, at least in the near, because it, at most, if this team is as good as we think it's going to be, it's probably going to be a late 20s pick. You gave up Seth Curry, which is a, you know, a problem considering you do lack outside shooting, although I would so much rather have Tyrese Maxey than Matisse Thibel than Seth Curry. Um, and I think we can pick someone up in the buyout market uh, who won't be able to do as much as Seth Curry, but we could bring in a veteran. Um, and then Greg Drummond or Anthony, Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond, who's <laughs> a backup center who right now is giving about what 15, 16 minutes a game. But let's be honest, his usage of time is going to go down in the playoffs. It's probably going to go down to about 10 minutes. Um, and he's, he was going to leave at the end of the year anyways, because he was going to sign a bigger contract. And I'm not convinced that they couldn't get him back in free agency anyways. He only signed like, I believe, a $2 million contract. Um, so I'm not convinced that, you know, you're, he wasn't going to play that much in the playoffs. And I'm not convinced that if you couldn't put together a Paul Millsap, a Charles Basie uh, grouping there, you're really, you're talking about 10 to 15 minutes in the playoffs. And that's really what you would need because uh, Embiid's going to play more in the playoffs. He's going to play about 36 minutes a game. You're talking about 12 minutes of uh, time. And I'm not convinced that they're not going to get someone in the buyout market a big, um, you know, I don't want Derek Favors. That's certainly someone I wouldn't want, but maybe a Tony Bradley bringing him in. Most people would say, no, no, Tony Bradley, but maybe um, a three, a third center. So there's, You've got Basie, you've got Millsap, and maybe a third center to play that 12 minutes. And that's really all you're talking about here. And now you've got someone who can hit the shot at the end of a game. And you didn't have that last year. Because if you remember, at the end of that game seven against the Hawks, Embiid was out of gas. He had been injured. He couldn't hit that shot. Now you've got James Harden, who might be able to go hit that shot that would have beaten the Hawks. And I really don't have a doubt that they're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that they're the second best team in the East behind the Bucs. Um, what they do outside of that is a good question. They didn't have to give up Tobias Harris, who will be here this season. We're going to have problems keeping Tobias next year because of that contract. If you're going to re-sign Harden, um, I know we would have his bird rights, but I don't know how that would work out. Um, Harden already opted in. He's already in. What? He already asked minutes after being acquired, he opted in. 47 so, million. All right. So, you know, I don't know if they would want to get rid of Tobias after the season, but it doesn't matter because Tobias Harris, who we've always argued is not a number two, is going to become a fourth option on this team. And it allows his game to expand. And he's been coming into his own. So you're building really around Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and James Harden. 
And for right now, that's a pretty good foursome to build around. And I don't really see much in the East that can compete with that. But it's all on paper. So we don't know what's going to happen because it's all on paper. And uh, the Nets won in this trade, too. I mean, let's be honest. He wasn't going to resign in Brooklyn. So they got Ben Simmons and they got two number one picks, which might amount into something. Remember, Tyrese Maxey was a, I think he was a 21st, 21st pick. So you can get something late in the first round. Um, so that would be uh, something. We didn't have to give up the Matisse Thibel and Tyrese Maxey. So that's sort of where I'm coming from on the trade. I mean, would I have liked to kept Andre Drummond? Yes. Would I have liked to kept Seth Curry? Yes. Is it going to be uncomfortable in the Rivers family today? Yes, because Seth Curry is obviously married to Doc Rivers' daughter, and the grandchildren are going up to Brooklyn. But, you know, the world is not perfect. Maybe we could bring in Austin Rivers to sort of make up the problem. Maybe he'll be out in the buyout market. So. We need another ball handler. We, we, can, we're never, we never have enough ball handlers. We need ball skills. That's what we need, ball handling skills. But that's uh, yeah. Go ahead. Be a you wanna you wanna you wanna say your piece or you want me to say mine? Because I know uh, you probably have similar. Thoughts. I'll let you say yours because I'm because we're on the same page, so I, I'm just gonna follow you. All right. All right. So you made some good points and I appreciate them. Uh you know, Drummond, for some reason, I did think he was signed to to another year. So I think your reasoning and your rationale behind it being one you're due, he's probably gonna leave next year, is sound. I'm down with that. Here's where you and I take two completely different paths. You, um, this is about what I believe to be Maury's obsession with James Harden. Where I am concerned is that James Harden is not getting healthier. He's not younger. He's not making less money. In fact, all of these things are going in the wrong directions. Now you could argue the health element, right? Like maybe his hamstring, which is the same one that bothered him last year, flared up this year. Maybe it was a hamstring injury so that he could kind of like get through all this. So my issue is with one, acquiring what I feel was a very tunnel vision approach to this whole thing all along. Um, I have no problem. Look, I knew Ben Simmons wasn't going to resign. We've talked about that at Nossel, right? Get that with you. Losing uh, uh, Curry, I almost called him Steph Curry. Seth Curry, yeah. I hate it. I love Seth. I feel like Philly fans take it for granted how easy it is to find a jump shooter. So tell me how that's been working out with Furkan Korkmaz, Isaiah Joe. You know, I think Curry was a better is a better jump shooter than Redick was, to be honest with you. So to me, that's a huge. Now he was he was a complete liability on defense. With you, giving away next year's pick, fine. You know, like. But here's the problem. Here's what I have the problem. The fundamental problem is James Harden didn't want to be in Brooklyn. He was going to make it miserable for Brooklyn. This summer, he already said that he intended to sign with Philly. Whether he said that or whether that is just hearsay, whatever. There was, there was bad juju between he and Kyrie. You know, so Brooklyn has lost, what, nine in a row? Like, they are headed right. in the wrong direction. And there are not that many games to make to, to, for them to get into the playoffs. So my problem with this is, is not that we traded Ben Simmons is not necessarily that we traded Seth, but I feel like we gave away valuable assets that we didn't need to give away. I feel like 
Big Balls Maury could have said to uh, the GM Marks in New Jersey, hey, guess what? You don't like Furkan and Simmons or you don't like Danny Green and Simmons. Tell you what, you can let him walk. And I'm sure that they came to this. You can let him walk this summer and he'll come walking right into Philadelphia. And but I know you, what you're going to say. Yeah. Well, we don't have the cap space to make but that But you don't, happen. though. You don't have the cap space. But That's we, the problem. If you think for one second that Maury didn't have something dialed up for Tobias Harris to take the first plane out of Philly, like, so that he could clear up cap space so that his boy, the Hassa, could come back in, like, yeah. I, the, the, I guarantee you he had things lined up. So the argument that I have is that I do believe as badly as Maury has wanted Harden, he could have gotten him this summer. Yes, they would have had to dump Tobias. But my point in this is I feel like you, like to me, Harden next year is going to be making 47 million and he is turning 33 in August. Okay. His body's not getting younger. It's probably not getting healthier. This is now, I don't know if we're including Oklahoma city in this mix, but he he, started at 19. He started at 19. Right. But, but what I'm saying is, he complained his way out of Houston. He complained right. his way out of Brooklyn. So all of a sudden we think he's going to come to Philly. And because, you know, he's with his buddy, uh, Daryl Morey and um, Brown, the assistant GM, like all of a sudden things are going to be hunky dory. I'm not that naive. And so yeah. my problem with this is, and everyone's like, Oh, the 2027 pick, don't worry about that. The problem right. is with the future is, is, is if you keep putting it off, the future gets here a lot sooner than you think it does. And those assets mean something. And if you do the right. math, I'm not great at math, but if you do do the math, 30, you know, 2027, Joel Embiid will be 32 or so. In five years, you know, James Harden will probably still be collecting a paycheck from us and he'll be about 50. And I mean, this is the problem is that it's not right. so much that you got Harden is that it's that you got you traded one malcontent for what I believe to be another malcontent, one who is incredibly talented at scoring the basketball. Totally with you. But the other thing is, if you don't think that this, I, I also think this is going to regress. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, like, how is he ever going to get the ball in this lineup? He's got to now come off the bench. He's got to lead your second unit. That bench is a joke. An absolute joke. And if they don't have do some buyouts or add to that bench, look to fortify. I, I know you're saying Bassey and an 87-year-old Paul Millsap can help them get through. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. That's all you need is ten minutes. Right. But here's but you also said to me and B during the text today, you right. said that hey, I think we're gonna need to rest Embiid more down right. the track. And right. I totally agree with you. But Dude, who the hell are we going to play at center? You think Paul Millsap and Bassey? And if we're trying to make this run, if we're trying to get a higher seat so that we can home, home court advantage, I agree. I don't. You're still not better than the Bucks. So the reason why I have an issue with this is, for me, I would have taken Simmons. I would have flipped him for younger ascending talent. So whether that Tyrese Halliburton deal was ever out there or whether it wasn't out there or whether it was Deontay Murray – or other young talent that was uh, that was Ben Simmons' age or closer to it, younger talent is it, they, like to me that was the right path. But that's how I feel. B, I'll turn it over to you, man. Can I just push back with for one second and then oh, let's, we'll go let's go at no, it? No, I mean I just think that it's very short sighted because 
I mean, you're talking about a three-year window, basically, because once he hits 30, 30, he's going to start to regress. You're not talking about five years. You're talking about three years. And you couldn't wait until next year. You, you have an opportunity. Why? You have an opportunity where the East Coast is so wide open this year. So wide open. You, you just the, said that we're no, not no, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. So you have a situation where uh, the Nets are, are what, in the 10th seed right now or the 8th seed? They've been racked by Kyrie Irving might not play in the playoffs because the, I don't see where that, that thing is being going to the lockdown in New York is going to end. I don't know if that's going to happen. Not going to resign with Brooklyn next year. This guy is a joke. So the Nets, you're taking the Nets out of it. Yeah, Milwaukee's good. You don't know what Milwaukee's going to be. I mean, they look pretty good. They're on a good street. Right now, the Celtics are good, but you don't know what's going to happen in the next couple months. This is why sometimes you got to take a risk. The Sixers did that a couple of years ago, and they lost to the Raptors in the Eastern Conference semifinals. But it was a fun ride. And again, about being a fan is enjoying that ride. And I'm on that ride because I want to be part of it. I don't want to be this miserable guy who guesses about what's going to happen in five years. I could be dead in five years. I want to know that this team has a chance to win now when I'm alive and healthy and I can enjoy it. And I think that we sometimes need to think about that a little bit. The experience that people would have, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I know the guy's got a, a sour puss. I would never compare the two of them. One guy was one that couldn't hit a free throw in, in the Eastern Conference semifinals. The other guy is someone that wants to take the shot at the end of the game. I would rather have uh, James Harden over Ben Simmons every day of the week, including Seth Curry. And I like Seth Curry. But, uh, you know, if I had to make the decision between getting rid of two older vets, Seth Curry, I think, is 31, 32, and Andrew Drummond, who's been playing since he's 18, and now he's 29, he's an 11-year vet who's going to be gone anyways. The only real issue was the two first-round picks for me, and uh, I'm so happy that they kept Matisse Thibel as their best defensive player. I promise to be quiet. No, 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 that's great. Here's my problem with your argument. Ready? Yeah. So yeah. you're telling me, so so Harden just re-opted, I'm not sure if you heard, $47.5 million, right? For next for year. next year. Okay. So you have him for the remaining three months, four months this year. And next year. 47 next year. Let me ask you a question. Do you think at 35, James Harden is all of a sudden going to be like, you know what, man, I've made enough money. I'm going to take you know, I'm going to take a pay cut this year at 35. Do you think for one second that he is going to take a pay cut further? Do you no, think don't. that his boy, Daryl Morey, who traded all this stuff to bring him in? So what you're telling me is you made this deal so that you and the fans could be happy for the next yes. year's half. It's, yes. it's that, that, that this yes. is the problem, though. That no, is such, because you, you just said you're going to let me finish and now right. you're not going to let me finish. That is so short-sighted. That's my point. If we don't win the NBA championship this year, and if we don't win the NBA championship next year, would you say that this is a failure? Or as long as you have fun, that's cool. I would say the chances that we have to be successful in the playoff would be all right with me. Okay. Yeah. And so I think I think most people, if you gave people an opportunity to be able to watch basketball, meaningful basketball in June, and have your team be in it, they're going to say it's a success. 
a hundred percent. But here's what most people don't think about. They 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 live in the moment, and I get yeah. that. I, I I that's wonderful. Guess who's going to be? Guess who stood stood by this team, watching that dreck like Hollis yeah. Thomas, right? Yeah. And and Hollis Thompson and and Tony Roten. Right. Tony Roten, right? All these scrubs that I watch, scrub after scrub after scrub, just hoping, hoping that we would have a decent basketball team one day. And here we are. Joel Embiid is 27 years old. Okay. Everyone is acting like he is 33 years old. This man is 27 years old. I know big men don't have a history of playing long careers, but again, if you are looking at the way that this deal will work out, James Harden, is going to be making $55 million at 35 years old. Guess what? Yeah. At 35 years old, you better pray that he is. And, and, and let me tell you something else. This is not LeBron James. This is not a man who is known for taking good care of his body. So at 35 years old, do you think that his, his nightclub loving ass is going to all of a sudden you know, be inspired and, and, and get in great shape and keep himself in great shape. I don't think that, I think that you judge someone. I think history is typically the best predictor of the future. So in my mind, this is where the problem lies is that you have him this year, you have him next year at 47. And then when you're at 55 million, you're not going to, you know who you're going to, you may get a call from Daryl Morey because you can play for $800,000 because that's what that bench is going to look like. That's what the rest of the team is going to look like. Yeah. That's my problem. Why don't you say something? I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. So here's my issue. And it's pretty much the same as yours, Ross. This is a, this is a win now move. And if you don't win now and you don't win next year, that's it. It's, it's a wrap. It is. Yeah. It, so we lose. We're not even going to count BS. We lose our our third leading scorer in Seth Curry. We lose Andre Drummond, who, honestly, I think his minutes increase in the playoffs because Doc Rivers will go big. Andre Drummond hits free throws. He plays deep. He, he protects the rim. We get Paul Millsap in return who's averaging three points, three rebounds, and one assist. So in your theory, Lev, his men, we need him 10 minutes, so we're going to get even less in the playoffs for, from this guy. Right. I saw a play today, I don't even want to say that Harden made, because what he did was someone from the Nets turned the ball over. Harden hadn't crossed half court yet. He watched the ball roll by his feet. The kid from Oklahoma City picked the ball up, ran and dunked it. You know what Harden did? He watched the kid go to the basket. What happens when he checks? It's not if. What happens when he checks out with us? Who's what, what, We go back to the Ben Simmons thing, but the difference between Ben Simmons quitting and Harden quitting, Harden is 45 years old. Ben Simmons is 30. We're jammed up. Who's going to want that? And his contract is a deal killer. We literally have, we don't even have a window. We got a cracked window. We got a cracked window to win a chip. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. 
I just want to add one thing to what you just said. It's very, dude, that's so right on. So that, that's my point. If we, if, if you pursue young ascending talent, that window becomes longer. And I know everyone thinks Joel has two years, which I think is ridiculous. I think you will, we will be watching Joel. I think we're, we're probably pretty safe for the next five to six years. And to I, me, that the next two years, yeah, guess what? J, he and James, James Harden, they may dominate the league. And I may come back on here. I'm going to drag Barry back on here. I'm going to say, Lev, you are absolutely right. I was completely wrong. We won a championship. It was totally worth it. But my concern is just that. you. I feel like you did exactly what B just said. You closed the window. And the reason why I don't have optimism is because you made this investment in a 30, soon to be 30, well, in August, 33-year-old right. who doesn't take care of his body. And I feel like now that you made this investment, what do you do in a year when he either can opt out? You, you have to lock him up, right? Like, and then that puts you, that, that contract becomes an albatross. There is no trade value at that point. There is no... You have no flexibility with your cap. That that's what concerns me. And and at that time, Joel will be 29 years old, still right. very much in his prime. So what I'm hearing is very much the pessimistic, half-empty perspective, which drives me absolutely crazy because you guys are not pessimistic people. I know at you at all. At and all. and it is so short-sighted, though. It's like you're looking so far in the future that you I mean, a year and a half is a long time. I mean, you're talking about a year and a half. And I think the number of teams that have actually won NBA championships over the last 50 years, you could probably do on a hand, two hands together. So, I mean, you're, you know, it doesn't happen that frequently. The Bucks actually last year won it. The previous year they had been in the finals was 1970, I'm correct. So if you could do it, if you could get this team to the finals, be the first time since 2000, the second time since 1983 to even be in a position to win it is worth it. It just is. Um, it's I mean, worth it if you make the finals. That's right. Like if right. you win, a, you, if you win a championship, it is worth it to me. If you but make you the at finals, least have to try. And if you if you don't try, then you're not even going to put yourself in a position. Left. I mean, but yeah. but how how is like I I think where we differ is like this effort of like not or this idea of not trying. So you again, you you trade for younger talent, and you have. But I don't see them getting you into the championships. I do, I don't see Therese Halliburton getting you there, even in a three to five year period. I just don't see it happening. I don't like the fact that Harden looks old and that he doesn't take good care of himself. Um, that Nets team is a disaster. Okay, there's a lot of bad karma on that team. Kyrie Irving is a flat earther. I mean, he's a great player, but he's a flat earther. I have some issues with that. To begin with, I have position. I disagree with his positions on the vaccine, but you can understand to a certain degree some of the problems that he had with that team. You have Kevin Durant, who has major injuries right now. That team might not even make the playoffs this year. Um, I don't think the Sixers are going to play them in the playoffs. I don't even know if they're going to get into the playoffs, the Nets. Um, Seth Curry's a nice player, but I'm not certain that you couldn't get another Seth Curry in the offseason. Um, I think there's that possibility. I think we're overvaluing him a little bit. The guy was a journeyman basketball player until maybe about two years ago. I mean, he's a nice fit this year, and I like him a lot. He's a good shooter, and we have so many problems now that we've traded him that we don't have enough outside shooting. Furkan Korkmaz can't hit a shot to save his life. Um, and Isaiah Joe is just not showing a lot, but I mean, 
I wouldn't I would not have hold, held up this trade for Seth Curry and certainly not Andre Drummond. I mean, Andre Drummond is going to be gone after this year anyways. Someone's going to give him more money to come back. The Sixers might even be able to bring him back next year. And now with James Harden's contract. If you, if you look at what happens in the playoffs, Embiid is going to play more minutes in the playoffs. He's not going to play less minutes. That does, doesn't happen. Um, last year was an unusual situation because he was coming off an injury. Um, but I, I see his minutes going up. That's why I would like to get him some rest time. And I'm not convinced that they couldn't win some games with Harden, Ty Tyrese Maxey, and Tobias Harris, the three just going without him. Now, obviously, it will depend on James Harden stepping up his role. But that's sort of where I see it. Um, and again, a lot of the people that you're hearing about that are excited is they're just caught up in the minute moment of you know the trade itself. Um, and so their opinions might be a little bit skewed and be different a week from now. So, yeah, what I mean, people, again, go ahead, Ross, go ahead. What does James Harden want? Tell me, tell me that. Tell me about that. Well, he's a what's, former what's, MVP. I mean, that's great, something. Great. Does, does that's that, something how does that make me feel? It doesn't make you feel anything, but he has been to the Western Conference Finals. Okay, oh, in, a, in a conference great. that was a heck of a lot different, more difficult than the East back then. Um, no, I mean, you can say that about so many NBA players if you wanted to. I mean, what does Damian Lillard want? I mean, Damian Lillard. Uh, I didn't want Damian Lillard, remember? I, I Bradley don't... Beal, what does Bradley Beal want? Bradley Beal, I don't even know if he's won a playoff series yet. I mean, right. Bradley, yeah. but, but but has Bradley Beal, just, just curious, has Bradley Beal played with Kevin Durant before? No, and he's only played with him for a year. Bradley has Beal Bradley has played Beal with played John with Wall. Chris Paul before? Has Bradley Beal, like, like. No, he's played with. Uh, a more at that time, John Wall was playing out of his mind and that team did nothing. So Bradley Beal is 28 years old. Right. And so again, from, from my perspective I, and, and James Harden is the better scorer right now. Right. But if and, I, and Bradley right, Beal is injured right now too. So right. that, he that's wouldn't fine. be able to give you anything. Technically, right. technically, so is James Harden. Yeah, I bet but, you the hamstring okay. he'll right up by Saturday though. It, I, I hope think, it does. Big game Saturday. <laughs> a few lap dances at Delilah's and it will. Delilah's sure. is the place. I mean, maybe he can buy Ben Simmons' mansion in Morristown. It'll be up for sale. He can just move right in. That may be so. But, but you know, all this stuff about this, this, the Sixers, like, being able to do this, like, that, like, you even said bringing back Andre Drummond. Unless Andre Drummond is ready to sign the veteran minimum, no which one's is, coming to Philly, which is what and, he's getting next this year. He's getting the veterans minimum this year. Yeah, and he's had a he's had a resurgence this year. He's been fantastic this year. Everyone's seen that. And furthermore, I I know you dismissed uh, Steph Curry as like oh you know Seth hey, Curry Seth, Seth Curry that he was he was okay. He first of all without Seth Curry last year we would have lost to the Hawks in five games. Seth yeah. Curry was outstanding in those playoffs, and people forget that. Second of all, as I mentioned earlier. I know everyone wants to dismiss shooters. We cannot ever seem to find enough of them. James Harden is a good shooter. I'm excited about that. Okay. I get that. And I think you're going to, there's going to be some, some counterbalance with, with his shooting and losing Steph's but, or Seth's, but Steph's. I really want Steph obviously, but yeah, uh, with, Steph, with Seth, but my problem is, is have you looked at the names on our bench? Yeah, but they weren't going to be – I mean, they didn't really change that much. Uh, let's be honest. Drummond leaving and uh, – Okay, I mean, so, so – So ready? they didn't really change. I mean, your, your only bench 
player that but, left was Andre Drummond. I mean, that's but this it. Is, but right, but this is my this is my argument. This is my argument, right? With like everyone and anyone, I'll take on anyone. My argument is simply this: that James Harden, again, probably the best player in this deal this year, and probably next year. Beyond right. that, I don't know. So my my preference would have been to keep keep this team intact, trade Ben Simmons, get let's just say the Sacramento package with heel. Let's just say for 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 shits and giggles, right? Halliburton, Heald, and maybe another player draft compensation. Okay, but the money didn't work with the deal that you're talking about. That was the problem. The money well, had to add right. up to about how about, how about million. buddy, but. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Those two contracts did not add up to- Halliburton was on a rookie deal. No, Halliburton Burton was. Heald was making, I think it was about 18. I guess it was the Barnes deal. Barnes had to be in. I didn't want that deal at all, man. I didn't want I, any bit right. of it. So have you looked at Barnes's numbers compared to your boy Tobias? I saw Barnes play against the Sixers, and I'm going to tell you, he got most of his points in the first and second quarter. He disappeared in the second half. I mean- that was the comment that came out. It was like, don't compare the two of them because at least Tobias was getting the points in the second half. Harrison this is based Barnes on started... you watching one game. No, I mean, I've seen Harrison Barnes play before. I mean, I know he won a championship with the Warriors. I mean, he's, uh, he puts up stats. I mean, that's what he does. So he's, here's, still, here's... he's still on the team too, right? I mean, he's, here... he wasn't traded. Right, so here, here's my, here is my counter to your counter, okay? okay? I just want you to hear me. And All right, so here's the deal. Let's say we make this deal. Let's say it's Halliburton and Barnes and Heald and we throw in whatever, right? Or we, we there's some collection of young talent and maybe in an expiring contract, right? So, and this is for Benny Simmons. So that expiring contract comes off the books. I'm sure, like I said, Maury was having discussions with Tobias. I had heard two teams were interested in Tobias. Expiring contract deal there. Then you bring in your boy, James, uh, and then you have a deeper, like you have put together a much better team. Like a but that's more not a team that can win though. Because what do you? How, do how is it not? You're still because getting... you have no power forward and you have no 19 points a game coming in from Tobias Harris. I mean that's a real problem. I mean I that's you, 19 did you to 20. Tobias Harris play against yes. the Hawks. Yes. Yes. Well, not against next, the Hawks. Next but I'm to talking Ben Simmons. About... He I'm talking was, about recently. I've been watching him play, and I'll be honest, the last three weeks he's been playing very well. That's I mean, awesome. Get, that's yeah. awesome. But last I checked, games in January and February don't mean anything. Right. Games in April, May, and June mean everything. Right. And Tobias Harris' track record is not the best in the playoffs. That's right. That's, I, I, Harrison I think, Barnes hasn't been in a meaningful playoff game since he was uh, with the with the Dallas Mavericks. I mean. You know, I, I wouldn't want any bit of Harrison Barnes. I mean, the last time he was relevant was when he played with the Golden State Warriors. And that was, what, 10 years ago? I mean, it's a long time ago already. Right. So, again, this was this was my proposed, uh, you know, I'm not naming specific players. All I'm saying is that, in my mind, there was a better way to do this. And yeah. you did not need to pay James Hart. You did not need to pay what you needed to pay. For James Harden today you could have waited three four months he would have come to Philly he it would have, I would have sat back with popcorn and watched the misery but that you would have lost in the playoffs the 
you you're still going to lose. That's you your just, opinion. That's your opinion. You do you think you really think that we can yeah. beat the Bucks? Yes, I do. Oof, man. All right. Wow. Yeah. All right. Bucks. Can I chime in here? Can I chime in here? Please. Yeah, you can jump in. Uh I think there is a lot of undervaluing going. And Ross, this is tagging on to something you said earlier. There's a lot of undervaluing on jump shooters in the NBA. And believe it or not, Seth Curry is one of the top jump shooters. I want to say top five jump shooters in the NBA. What we, we James Harden is a scorer, period. He's a scorer. If he can't score, he's not going to lock his guy up. Now, mind you, neither was Seth. But we still had Drummond to protect the rim behind Embiid. One thing you can't pass up on is rim defenders. Paul Millsap is not going to defend that rim for us when Embiid is getting that much-needed rest of the game. So you're going to hold up a trade for a part-time backup center is what you're going to do. And that that makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. I'm not going to he's going to leave. He's going to leave in, in four months time too. He's not staying with this team. It's not like you were making an investment for your long-term future. But five minutes ago, you said we were going to re-sign him. Now he's could home. re-sign him. You could Thanks. get someone better. You had Dwight Howard last year. You made you a major think Dwight move. Howard was better than him? You're missing. You're not letting me finish. You had Dwight Howard. You got Andre Drummond. Maybe you'll get even someone better than Andre Drummond in the offseason next year. I don't know. I mean, you don't know either. We didn't think we were going to get Andre Drummond. So of course we don't know. We don't know anything. Where this but is. But what great. I do know is we have. What are your main, What I do know is we have an opportunity to win a championship, and I'm all in because we're you're, not beating the Bucks. We're not beating the Bucks. That's your opinion. And we sure as heck are not beating anybody in, that comes out of the West. Okay. But in, injuries happen all the time. And we know that. COVID happens It's a good the thing time. we have a 33-year-old guy who we just traded for with a bad hamstring his, and right. who was, had the same injury last year. Good thing we have Joel Embiid, who's not also known for being an Iron Man. Injuries right. happen all the time. I couldn't injuries agree more. Injuries do happen. Injuries I, do I happen. I couldn't agree more. And they shape the playoffs. Totally agree. Right. Look at what happened last year with the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers got into the finals. Should they have been in the Western Conference finals? Probably not. They got into the finals. They lost Paul George. But they were still in it. And sometimes you got to take your shot. you got to take your shot. You can't, you know, one thing, you know, and I would, would like to talk some Super Bowl talk later is we learned from the Cincinnati Bengals is sometimes you got to take your shot when you got the hot quarterback playing the game. And sometimes you got to do that. And that's why, you know, that's sort of why I think they needed to do this. I don't think they overpaid, actually. Um, they didn't give up any. The only player they gave up was someone that was never going to play with them again, and that's Ben Simmons. And, you know, I, I dislike him, but I, I realize he's going to be a major talent for the Nets. Um, so, yeah. Let me tell you why he won't be a major talent for the Nets. You know who takes basketball seriously and has always taken basketball seriously? New Yorkers. Lev, yeah. you should know this. I could have swore you, you – you, you, you don't you don't pull against the Knicks. I'll say that. I don't want to say you love the Knicks, but you won't pull against the Knicks unless they're playing the Sixers. I don't like the Knicks, man. You you did. 
did, did but that was about 30 years ago. And But still, you know the yeah. love New Yorkers have for basketball. Yeah, but they don't like the Nets, man. They don't like the Nets, New Yorkers. The Nets were a New Jersey basketball team. They were a transient team. Uh, I've looked at their history. They never had a major basketball footprint in the Northeast. It's always been a Knicks town, New York City. I mean, it's not Brooklyn has never really been, uh, you know, into this whole Nets movement. I mean, so. I beg to differ. I beg okay. to differ. Okay. Get it? Now. Go ahead. When, Go ahead. The Net, when the Brooklyn Nets flip on Ben Simmons, he, he, the Nets are going to be facing the same problem that we're going to be facing. Oh my God, he's checked out again. What do we do? Well, I, I guess it won't be our problem at that point. Exactly. He's not that, on our team anymore. So I will say that is nice that I'm, I'm, we're done talking about Ben Simmons. Like I'm thrilled been, about that. We I started am. talking last summer, right? We had Jamie on and we were talking yeah. about it in July. So this is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is Barry was on too. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll kind of end with with this with this thought. So a couple of things. One is that uh, you know I I will tell you that I am very interested to see watch the Sixers. I am very interested in that. Okay, right. leave that at that. Now my second point. I have three points. That's number two is number two. Ready for this? Niang, Danny Green. Bassey, Shake Milton, and Corkmaz. That is your bench right now. I, I am not a genius, and I have never been a coach in the NBA. But what I will tell you is you have to have a much better bench than that. So if Maury does what he has done in the past two years, when it is time to uh, – when, when, you know, the the, the – vets are available and he has done nothing i will be furious because that is not a bench that will do anything okay you can't ask your starters to play 48 minutes or 45 minutes in the playoffs with that kind of intensity they're going to need a breather and i also think that doc if i were the sixers i would move maxi to the bench let him run the second unit because then that gives them a little bit of juice. And I think Maxi's game is going to regress when he plays with Harden because Harden, despite his numbers of, of the assists, he is a guy who dribbles the holy hell out of the ball. Right. And you already are going to have him, Tobias, and Joel Embiid. I think you support mm -hmm. them with like role players like Tyrese and Danny Green. And then you, or I mean, uh, Matisse and Danny Green. I think you bring Tyrese off the bench. I think that is our that is our only hope. And I will continue to pull for the Sixers. Um, we will see what happens, but in the buyout market. Right. And in the buyout market. But again, I use the way that I usually inform my 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 thoughts, my decisions is again looking at the past. And when I look at the past, whether it's Tobias Harris performance in the playoffs, whether it's the fact that the Bucks are the defending champions whether it's the fact that the Phoenix Suns are a great, great team that right. made a great run last year, or whether that is, you know, James Harden, his, his, his stops, and he has been unhappy at each one of those stops. These are the things that inform my path forward, or whether it is 
the fact that I am staring at, hey, we will be in salary cap hell soon and we won't be able to do anything. So I sure hope that I, I will enjoy this for all that it is, but I, I do not like this trade at all. That's where I am on it. Okay. Can I give three quick points? Do I get three quick points too? Everyone yeah. does. Yeah. Listen, it's like the nowhere, final nowhere near as eloquent as Ross. One, Danny Green has never been traded at the trade deadline. Check it. Two, <laughs> the acquisition of Harden is going to make Maxi regress because he's going to take away touches from both, or sorry, from all three, from Harris, Maxi, and Embiid. And three, I'm in for a ride like everybody else. I'm Listen, this isn't one of these trades where it's going to make me say, man, I'm done. I'm, I'm checked out. I'm done. I'm not watching. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all in like everybody else. Do I want them to win the East? Absolutely. Do I want them to win a chip? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. This is this. I'm a glass half. I'm, I'm a glass half empty on this one. Okay. Number one, relax. Number two, have fun and enjoy. And number three, enjoy the ride. <laughs> Thanks, two, Aaron Rodgers. First of all, I know your points were not strong because two and three were the same thing. No, no, no. Have fun and enjoy and, and enjoy. The only word that was similar was enjoy. Enjoy. But have fun and enjoy and enjoy the ride aren't the same things. Well, Dude, the listen, ride, the ride I, is different because that involves sort of like this bandwagon effect. I will tell you that I am, you know, I am, I am, ex I am interested in this. I just don't like this idea, but as a Sixers fan, it is in my blood. I can do nothing but cheer for them. I can do nothing but support them. And I will continue to do that. I think what is going to be cool is two things. I hope that somehow James Harden makes it to the game tomorrow. I know he's not going to play, but that would be dope if he was announced that that arena is going to a ring the bell. Bring, exactly. Bring the bell. James Harden. Ring the bell. That would be dope. And then his first game, I mean, I know I, before we went on, on the air, the NBA hadn't approved the deal yet. So okay. so it'll be Saturday, you think? Is that what the, the Cavaliers, that's, I mean, that's a meaningful game too. Yeah. Yep. Cavs are good, man. So I yeah. think that'll be fun, man. I, and I, I, I look forward to the newness of it all, but I do, and I am an optimist by uh, default and, um, yeah, I have some major reservations, but I'm excited, man. We'll see what happens. The, the one thing, one other thing I will say in favor of Harden and this, like, you know, that he doesn't play defense. And I, I, I do believe that, but I also think we haven't, like, if, if this is it for him, if Philly is the place he wanted to be and Joel is such a uh, influential figure, man, you can't, and like playing in front of these fans is like nothing else in the world, right? Or in basketball. You know, I, I do think, and they would love if, if Hart and Harden is strong as a bull, man. Yeah. So if, if Harden does play both ends of the court and he's like, he brings like playoff James and, you know, all that, like, it could be pretty fun. It could be pretty exciting. I just have major reservations and doubts, but I am hopeful and I'm going to enjoy the ride and enjoy, I think, enjoy it and enjoy the ride, Lev just for you and because it's, you know, it'll be fun. I need to take one. We need to do a quick segment here um, on 1973. We didn't talk about it. So 
there's a multiple ways for you to hear us now. We're on Spotify. Um, and we, the big announcement is again, that we are in the Apple podcast store. So you can hear us that way. You can check it out on my Facebook page and also the 1973 Facebook page where we should probably, we'll probably try and get some more articles or written stuff here. If there's anything we wanna share, but also here's the thing, um, as we're trying to build this platform, please go ahead and share it uh, on Facebook uh, because that's a great way for us to expand our audience. Um, and we really, I know I enjoy, I never listened to myself do this, this podcast. I mean, I, I can't listen to myself. So, but when I do get good feedback, that makes me feel good that we're doing something meaningful. So um, yeah, I, I would love it if you all would jump on and just give us a, give us a, give us a listen. So Levman, you know what I think you can do if you tag Barry? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how to tag? You just have to write at and his name on Facebook. At, at with the ace, you know, the at sign. Wait, are you taking notes? No, yeah, I did. So. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yes, if you do at and, and put his name in, or do you even need to do it? I don't know, on Facebook, do you even need to do at? I don't have to do that anymore. Just, just write B-Train's name and write my... But here's the deal. I, I hate the video portion of this. I love the podcast version of this. Oh, okay. So, like, if you want to I don't listen me, to myself I, anyway. I, I, no, I, but sometimes I, it's good. And like, you know, I don't know. If, like, you're doing stuff around the house. and Because the Facebook thing, you have to have the stupid thing open, right? I would want to listen to myself around the house. Come on. I know this voice. I, I, I don't like it. But it just, you don't need the visual element. Uh, you know, yeah. you don't need the player going. You can just play the podcast and just do whatever you're doing. So anyway this i'll send you the well. that's that? how i got to the work week this week apple yeah. podcast <laughs> well that's good that's good well i i'm glad that we you know barry is on today and uh yeah so so we've talked enough basketball we probably are going to come back to that in the next couple of weeks um i refuse to talk about the olympics i think i've watched more curling in the last week than i've ever watched before Someone came up with this idea of sh a shuffleboard on ice. I never really understood that. Um, I love it. I, you, you love it? I was watching the Sweden-Latvia ice hockey game uh, earlier in the day or yesterday. That was on. And, uh, you know, I haven't watched the figure skating. Um, and I always like the short track skating. That's sort of all right. But just really cannot seem to get into the Olympics. But we do have something major event happening on Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I think it's very fired up. 630. Who's the halftime show this year? Really? Oh, are I, you serious? I'm, dude, I'm, 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 I've been at work every day, so I'm, I'm not like Kenny Dr. Gray. It's going to be Kenny G and um, Barry Manilow. And then who's the closer be? I can't. Neil even, Diamond on that one? Neil Diamond closing. Yes, thank you. And so you did know the halftime show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give, it, give it to him, man. This is a yeah, man. show. It's I can't Dr. Wait. Dre. It's Snoop. It's Kendrick Lamar. It's Mary J. It's Eminem. It's, it's West Coast, baby. So it's LA represented. Yes. Okay. Um, good game. Wait, did you say Kendrick yeah. Lamar too? Yes, I did. Yeah, man. I, I, I want to make sure you made, you mentioned him. I couldn't remember. Yeah, man. Snoop's in some trouble, though, now. So I don't know. Oh, I hope man, he doesn't. And listen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So what's going to happen in this game? I mean, I, I told you my rooting interest. Uh, 
I'm rooting for the Bengals. I don't think they're going to win, but uh, I mean, oh, Joe Bengals like the earrings. No, no, oh, no. Like the, like the 80s, the week. rock group from the 80s, babes, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's a hazy shade like of an Egyptian. That's right. Um, I'm pulling for the Bengals. Or I, would you say the Bungles? Or? Bengals. Bengals, not the Bungles. Like, like a Bengali tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think, Barry? Uh, Left pissed at me. <laughs> I, listen, I would love to see Joe Cool and the Bengals pull it out, but their poorest offensive line going against Aaron Donald and those cats, yeah, those boys come to eat every game. Every game they come to eat. So, but, I mean, Jamal, Tyler Higby, that's a lot to, that, that's a lot to roll coverage over, but I'm still going Rams. It's the year of the dog, man. It's the year of the dog, period. It's the year of the dog. Every staffer bring it out, bring it home. He make it, he go, he's going to wrap up the year of the dog. Very simple. Who, Ross, who's the better quarterback in this game, though, talent-wise? That's a great question because I feel like Stafford has been so underappreciated for so long with playing in Detroit. I do think Joe Burrow is just totally fascinating and yeah. – Crazy talented. If I if I had to pick one to win a game, wow, I may lean to Burrow. He seems completely unaffected by everything. And and Stafford, he's had some injuries, and I know he was hurt towards the end of the year. If you're just asking me quarterback, I'm gonna give a slight lean to Joe Burrow. And that's sort of where I I see, I see Joe Burrow, Jeff Burrow, what is he, 24, 25, is the more interesting of the two quarterbacks. Obviously, the quarterback doesn't win, doesn't win the game alone, and I think L.A. is more talented. I mean, I'd be curious to see this, this is the second year in the row where it's a home field advantage Super Bowl. Does that play any effect, or is L.A. got the worst sports fans in the world? Uh, definitely football fans. Uh, be curious to see. And, and let's be honest, most of the people that are going to be attending this game aren't necessarily football fans anyway. From what I've seen with the playoff ticket costs anyways, these aren't regular season Rams ticket holders. Most of the people that are coming to this game, these are your celebrities, your people that can afford these tickets. So it very well could be half the fans at this game might be Ram, uh, might be Bungles fans anyways. Yeah, if you're talking about fans too, you got to think about like you – like have like Cincinnati people versus LA people. It's like, could you have any two more different fan bases? And that's the thing. I think the fact that it's in LA, it almost is irrelevant because it's not like LA, you're going to get these gritty, you know, whether it's Philly fans or um, Chicago fans or, you know, New York, like, you know, these are just gritty, gritty fans that, uh, will do anything for their team in LA. I mean, they're probably like, Hey, I'm stepping off my yacht with the Zinfandel and I'm going to, I'm going to waltz on over to the game. So I don't think home field's going to play a big deal. Uh, I did hear something cool that the, that the Bengals um, had an opportunity to uh, choose the locker room. And they were just like, no, the Rams can stay with their locker room and we'll take the visitor locker room, but let's get to the game, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty even Super Bowl. 
I mean, these games are pretty close recently, or at least over the last 20 years. I mean, I remember those days when it would be, you know, the NFC would blow them out. But we're, we're in relevant times where these games tend to be about a touchdown difference. I think the Rams beat the, beat the Bengals 27-20. That's probably my pick. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got the skilled players with Cincinnati, which is what makes them so interesting. You know, they've got a talented running back. They've got a talented wide receiver. Uh, we'll see if the defense plays in this game, how, how they play in this game. A lot will, will go to determine, you know, they're going to be the underdog in this game. I don't know what the point spread is, but I know they're the underdog in the game. I think that's probably why I like them a lot. Um, and Joe Burrow is the second best Bengal quarterback since uh, Kenny Anderson, which is a long time ago. Uh, Kenny Anderson, 81, was playing MVP football. I mean, Joe Burrow easily could be the MVP this year. So, uh, and this team has got a record. It's gone on the road two games in a row and won in places where they weren't expected to win, probably against teams that might have been more talented than them. And they can do it. I mean, I think they can do it. I think they're probably going to be running up against a better, stronger Rams team um, on Sunday. So. One other thing I just want to add about home field advantage. I'm pretty sure that Joe Burrow playing in the SEC championship and playing in some of those stadiums in the SEC, and I'm not just saying this, I, I genuinely believe this, that the this environment is not going to shake him because I can't imagine that that Super Bowl, like as you mentioned, Lev, it is going to be a lot of uh, suits and uh, corporate folks uh, the, 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 the magnitude and the volume of that stadium is, it's not going to bother him at all from a quarterback position. He, like I said, SEC, you, you play in that every single weekend. Uh, so I think he'll be fine. I think, uh, I think the Rams just have a little more talent. I like the Bengals receivers a lot. Uh, I, Joe Mixon's had a really nice year, um, I think the Bengals defense has been much better than, than people thought they were going to be. Certainly Burrow. Um, you got uh, their tight end is playing with a messed up knee. Uh, CJ, whatever his name is. I, I just think at the end of the day, I think the Rams have more talent all over the field. I mean, it's insane when you think about, you know, Cooper cup, like trying to devise a game plan to stop Cooper and OBJ and then Van Jefferson, you know, like those three are just a handful. And then you have their backs. Cam Akers came back, obviously, Sony Michelle, their quarterback, uh, Stafford, who can throw with the best of them. Uh, you know, I know Barry mentioned their tight end Higby. So they have and, and their offensive line is sound. And, and that's not even touching on the defense. And so that defense with Aaron Donald and um Eric Weddle coming out of retirement. And then who's the defensive back from um, uh, Jalen Ramsey? You got Von Miller. Yeah, so Von Miller, great call. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. There's going to be some interesting matchups. Jalen Ramsey against Jamar Chase. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is is one of the best young wideouts we've seen in, in quite a while, and I love the connection with him and Burrow. It's going to be a fun game. Ultimately, I like the Rams as well. Uh, I think there's going to be some points scored in this one. Uh, I'm going to go just gut instinct. Uh, Rams 30, Bengals 20. It's not too far off. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Barry? Train, you, you up? Yeah, I'm going to keep it real short. 
Rams, 28. Bengals, 21. So, so, so within a touchdown, we're talking yeah. seven yeah. to 10 points. Should be interesting. Are you doing any of these bets that I always hear about these, uh, you know, halftime score, you know? Uh, oh, the block pools. Yeah, the block, you know, these interesting bets, first player to score, you know, all those bets. Yeah, no, this is the first year that I haven't, no, sorry, the second year I haven't done a block pool. First year, obviously, last year, obviously because of pandemic, but this year I just stayed away from the block pool altogether. Usually I'm just throwing, oh, 25 bucks, oh yeah, here. <laughs> Not this year. I'm keeping my coins, this is too iffy. Will this be a year of, I guess, the return to normalcy with Super Bowl parties, or is that still something for the future? Not this year, maybe next year. Will, will we be seeing large gatherings around the country, or is that probably something we won't be seeing? Uh, this year, probably. This year, I would say no. Next yeah. year, Lord willing, man, Lord willing, because I, I miss my friends. I, I, listen, you, you know you know where I want to watch the Super Bowl next year? Atlanta. That's what uh-huh. I'm I like that. Bring it on. Watch. Everybody's invited. That's right. I want to watch the SEC championship and the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Is the Super Bowl in Atlanta next year? Or or am I or am I missing he wants to watch it with you? Yeah, I think we want to have a big party. I don't know where the Super oh. Bowl is next year. It could be I, I think it's if it was in Atlanta, I would know, but so it's not yeah. there. Yeah. Never had it in Dallas again. Did you notice? They never wanted to have it in Jerry World ever again. Which I sort of think was probably a smart idea. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. And so, I'm also okay when the Cowboys don't make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes, to all our Cowboys fans out there, and I know there are a couple out there. I can't. That may be the, the closest Cowboys. to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shout outs. Any shout outs today? Who's got them? Uh, I'm giving a shout out to my mom. You know. Moms, like, I, I just want to give a shout out to my mom. She listens to our show, and sometimes I cringe because I sometimes cuss. And I know at this age, I shouldn't cuss, uh, but sometimes I get very passionate. So, anyway, she was like, uh, it's funny, like showing a, a senior citizen how to use technology. I think you could do a whole show about that. Um, and some of the well, you, all you need to do is listen to myself and my mother do technology together. And you've heard that. It's yeah. hysterical, isn't it? It's amazing. It's amazing. So my mom <laughs> asked many of the same questions. So anyway, I'm giving a shout out to my mom uh, that she has always been a constant presence in my life. And I am grateful she's the best in the world. And uh, I'm grateful that she listens to us. And she tells me, she was telling my sister today, that she likes living with us in part because she feels like she's so up to date on things. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know about that. Up to date on sports things, not anything of, of real substance. So anyway, that's my shout outs. And to my, my boys, the Lev man, B-Train. I love, we had a heated debate. Uh, uh, we, we all feel very passionately. We all ultimately want the best thing for our team. And I think that's the, the common, uh, the common uh, uniter between us. I think we just feel like that that's accomplished in different ways, but we all respect where each other's going. That's how that my friends is how you have intelligent discussion and discourse when you have differing opinions and the world could learn a lot from the three of us. And I think we talk a lot about that, that, you know, we talk about sports sometimes because it's unites people 
and even the divisions that you have in it, when you look at the bigger world and you look at the fact there might be a war in, war in Ukraine and Russia, you, it puts everything into perspective. And sometimes we can, we can learn a lot from these discussions and you wish that people outside of us would learn a little bit and learn to treat one another a, bit, a, a lot better, a lot better. Um, my shout out, I'm gonna send a shout out to the city of Cincinnati. Uh, I hope that they do well on Sunday. And they also lost the great Howard Hessman, who was uh, Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati and was one of my favorite uh, teachers on a television show. He was Mr. Moore, the history teacher on Head of the Class. So Cincinnati, hopefully we'll get over the loss of Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP in Cincinnati with a big victory on Sunday. Train, what you got, man? I'm going to shout out uh, three, actually four of my top ladies in my life. I'm going to shout out to my wife, Samantha. I'm going to shout out to my sister, Brenda, my mother-in-law, Wanda, and my godmother, Veronica. Love it, man. It's all love. See, it's all love, folks. We all come together. Kumbaya. Lev, do you want to go into your diatribe again about bringing no. people together? Cause, no, because it would have been a great segue. Well, I like the fact that he did a shout out to four special women in, in his life because women yeah, make this world a great place. Everyone so. enjoy that special Valentine, whoever it is, wherever they are. No, I hate Valentine's Day because I don't have that special someone, but I hope that everyone does enjoy Valentine's go Day. Go celebrate with James. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And with that, we'll see you next week. I'm